is the Under Centre Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Under Centre Podcast. I'm your host, Theramar, and I'm joined by two of the only people who think the new Space Jam film is better than the original, Fionn Malloy and Jake Woolhead. Lads, I feel a little lost for words after saying that previous sentence. Now, I did watch Space Jam, too. I thought, well, it's pretty decent. I mean, I, I don't know where you got your source. Your information is completely wrong. The original is always going to be better than that one. But Space Jam 2, it wasn't bad. I actually enjoyed it. There was one. Uh, I fair. LeBron no matter what, because Michael Jordan played against Scrubs, and we saw that in the documentary. So I'm Team LeBron for sure. <laughs> there was one. There was one part of the film that I popped for more than anything else, and that was the Michael Jordan joke that they made. That caught me in the funny bone. I heard. I heard Jake just likes the new one because they made uh, the girl bunny even sexier. So he's happy enough with that. Well, I did. I did admit that earlier when I watched it with Leanne that Lola was like. <laughs> they put a lot of the budget into that, into that rabbit, and not much into the script, as far as I've heard. I haven't managed to watch it yet. It's good. It's worth a watch. It's worth a watch. Yeah, it's all right. It's more. We went more just for the trip to the cinema. You know, we haven't been to the cinema in a year. You know, we used to love going to the cinema, and uh, so Space Jam was on. We said, "Yeah, we'll go see it." But yeah, it's okay. It's all right. Uh, it is, yeah. I would recommend watching it, this, you know, not just uh, forking it off just because it's nowhere near as good as the original for sure. But look, let's get into some football talk because that's it's a great week. It's an absolutely fantastic week because training camp is here. All 32 teams this week will be in training camp. Football is back just about. We got some, um, and just uh, just as soon as the football comes back, so does all the news. We've got we've had nothing for the last couple of weeks. You know, it's like a, a tumbleweed in a desert news wise. Not a lot has been happening, but this week has just been an explosion of news. Different players, whether they're going to stay at their team, whether they're going to leave. We got some interesting news when it comes to the uh, vaccine um, a protocol that the NFL have uh, implemented as well. But before we get into all that, uh, make sure you are following us on Twitter uh, at UndercenterPod. Um, make sure you follow us on Instagram as well at UndercenterPod. Uh, we are on. If you're watching us live on on Twitter, you can go to uh, our YouTube and subscribe to our page there. Just search Under Center Podcast. That's where you'll find us. We're also on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Under Center Pod. So there's a plethora of ways to find us. And if you prefer the audio version, just go to wherever you get your audio podcast. Just search Under Center Podcast. We put every show up there too. So if you don't have time to watch us, you can definitely listen to us on the go whenever you like to as well. And we have a full back catalogue of shows there too. But let's have let's go straight into the news. And we're actually going to talk about the uh, new vaccine policy that's been implemented by the NFL this week. Now, they seem to be making very strong moves to get all players vaccinated ahead of the new season. And we won't go into each sort of step, uh, stipulation of what's happening in terms of vaccinated, what the amenities vaccinated players get as compared to unvaccinated players. Um, I'm sure you've, uh, lads have already read about it yourself. And I'm sure whoever is watching there has read or seen it too in the last couple of days. But starting with, with you, Fionn, what have you made of the, the moves by the NFL to try and uh, 
pushed players to get vaccinated. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I can see why the players might be upset, certainly if you're anti-vaccine, if that's the stance that you take, that your job or your employer is forcing you into a decision uh, that you don't necessarily want to make. It's it's a complicated subject, I think. it Maybe we want to stay away from whether you should or you shouldn't. I do find it a little bit ironic that in a in a, a week where it came out that Russell Wilson spends a million dollars a year on keeping his body primed and ready for football, cryo chambers, special diets, all sorts of crazy stuff that these guys won't put a vaccine in their body that, okay, maybe you don't agree that it helps. But I think one thing we can say for sure is that it definitely won't hurt these guys, especially in the conditions they're in. Everyone's heard about possible side effects. There's possible side effects for everything. So I think it's a very interesting stance for the players and it'll be interesting to see how it affects every team. We've already seen some big names. I'm sure we're going to touch on that a little bit later. Already teams have changed, are, are, are analyzing who last year we had a lot of holdouts. Who's going to hold out again this year? Who's going to play without the vaccine and have to go through all those loopholes that are being set out and who's going to, who's going to drop out altogether. It's going to be very interesting to watch. Yeah. It's going to be a bit of a strange one. I think, uh, I think I read today that the Rams have over 90% of their players done and a hundred percent of the staff. I think that's just brilliant. Like it, it is going to be a bit of a competitive advantage for teams that have a large percentage of players that are vaccinated because obviously we know the benefits of players returning from either positive tests or close contacts and stuff like that. Um, so you know, I think you might end up seeing some teams that benefit a little bit from this towards the, the later end of the season when, when teams are kind of struggling with injuries and stuff and then you get some players that are hit with vaccines or um, positive tests or whatever it could be. Um, I'm with you 100% on that, Fionn. Uh, it's just going to be crazy how the teams are just going to have to adapt from it. We know the big names we we talked about, or we will talk about the big names that are, have mentioned that they won't be getting the vaccine now, whether or not they might be convinced to, maybe with a little bit of education from their coaches and stuff like that might change their opinion on it. We never know. Yeah, well, we say that like maybe some information from their coaches, but there has been coaches as well on teams, uh, most notably uh, the Vikings and I think that one of the Patriots uh, O-line coaches as well is the same that have refused to take vaccines and thus uh, jobs are in jeopardy. Uh, Like I agree with uh, everything you guys are saying too. Um, This, uh, it looks like across the NFL that there is a a large uptake of vaccines. Um, I think a lot of teams are, I think the average is about 70, 80%. That means, though, there are some teams that are below that. And um, I saw today, and it kind of it was a little infuriating to me when I read about this, but uh, Washington have one of the lowest uh, take-up rates of vaccine, about 60%. Um, and for a team, not just for the Washington team, but for their head coach, Ron Rivera, has gone through so much in the last year, um, who is, uh, I think it's it's immune compromised. I think it's, it's how it's described. For them not to choose to get vaccinated and to put their head coach in in danger like that is a little um, immature and and sort of disrespectful to him too. Um, Now, I I don't agree that players should be guilted into getting it just because someone close obviously is is, um, quite vulnerable. They should want to get the vaccine. You shouldn't feel like you're guilting yourself into it. Um, But I feel, yeah, like we... 
sort of had a, a, a had a little go but not back and forth because once I made my point, I didn't have a, a comeback in it. And like the points that I, I spoke about when it came to, when it came to it, it's, it is the player's choice, but like, but their employers like in any job would like them to be vaccinated. It's like one of the main points is the NFL don't want another season like last year where they've had empty stadiums where they've lost so much money and the teams are the same, not just the NFL, the teams lost a lot of money last year too. Um, obviously in keeping with the, with the rule that's coming in that if a team has to cancel a game because some of their unvaccinated players has set up a, has a lot of uh, positive tests and they, they need to cancel it. And they won't get paid for that, and they could be charged the the entire game for you, so the other team doesn't miss out uh, on money. And obviously, the, more vaccines help keep the hospital numbers down. We've seen it even just close to home here in, in Ireland too. That the even though cases at the moment are quite high, hospital numbers, ICU numbers are way down because the vaccines mm-hmm. are working. Um, yeah. You know, it, it it like if they don't want to get the vaccine, it just means that they're gonna to have to go through the same things they went through last year with these constant testings as well the whole time. You know, um, it's it's for me, it's go ahead. Yeah, there go. No, no, go, sure. go on. I'm done. I'm I just done. had a couple of a couple of quick quick thoughts there. Uh, one, um, you know the way at this point on the uh, in the season we have, I think it's ninety players per roster. I wonder what the percentages would shift to with players that get mm. cut because obviously the worst players are getting cut. I wonder is there yeah. a trend in the better players getting like having the vaccine? Will the percentages of teams that have lower lower players vaccinated will that go up then since the, the players been cut as well? You know, possibly. I, suspect, possibly. I suspect it probably won't because of the way they'll they'll bubble the players that are not vaccinated. And so if one does get it, obviously nowadays it's only ten days gone so if you're a bubble player that probably means you only miss one game and don't affect the stars that are vaccinated they won't have to miss any games so i i don't know if being on that bubble if you're that bubble player maybe you go for the vaccine just to try and make it on the team i don't know if that's gonna work out uh while i'm on as well dara i think another big factor and again it is a a little bit disappointing with with the washington football team with that with that ratio of players unvaccinated let's hope it's just a slow take-up and that they will get sorted and maybe there's a logistics issue i don't know and i don't know the list of players obviously we we shouldn't know right that's your your health data we shouldn't know that but if there's big players in there and some of them talk or speak up about not being vaccinated that can have a big impact on the nation right it's it's group immunity that's going to get us through this and that's going to make the vaccine as effective as possible. So, well, one guy, personal choice, playing at a top-level facility in the most elite league in the world for this sport, being checked constantly, is it going to affect his health? Absolutely not. But if that convinces 10 15% of the young people that are watching him and are fans of him not taking up the vaccine, that can have a really big impact, unfortunately. So it goes beyond one individual. And like we like we mentioned before, if there's no negative and only a maybe positive, why would you not do it anyway? Just just to be safe. Yeah, well, that's and another it. thought I had then as well. Like we know a lot of these players, and even in the off seasons, I'm sure there's a large percentage of players they 
they get a lot of PEDs, you now performance enhancing drugs. They don't know what's in them, and then a lot of them claim to not know what's in the vaccine. But like, where's the difference? You think it gives you a competitive edge getting PEDs, but it does give you also a competitive edge now with the NFL's new rules on having be, having vaccinated players. So I think there's going to be a bit of a difference there as well. It's a bit hypocr- hypocritical of uh, some players to yeah. And Jake, sorry to interrupt you there, sir. No, go ahead. No, go on ahead. No, I was just going to be in total agreement with you there. Um, I was just going to say that, like, these guys are claiming as if they know everything that goes into their body. They don't know everything that they're eating and drinking. They don't know the we ingredients are, we, of everything. We you always know? see when they get caught and suspended for it. They said, oh, my doctor said this was good for me. And yeah. I didn't know what was in it. But, like, you're comes that claiming the whole opposite on the other side with the vaccine now. And second of all, they were almost all for sure vaccinated against polio and all sorts of other stuff when they were born this isn't the first <laughs> yeah. vaccine they'll ever have to take or ever yeah. will have taken so yeah, yeah it's interesting i think maybe we need the lads like like fitz magic to step up with that big stanford brain of his and start explaining to lads hey if you do want to know what's in it the ingredients are out there go educate yourself yeah. if that's something because like i promise you if you do your education you won't be worried about what's in it that's for sure yeah, and that's it. I think, like we mentioned uh, earlier, the training camp is starting this week. That I think we're going to see a, a definite push by coaches to uh, educate their players in the advantages of getting the vaccine and why we're doing this. That it's not just we're not just jabbing you with random chemicals to sort of make you worse. Because again, why would the NFL push a vaccine on something that would, you know? hurt their prize assets which is our players you know mm-hmm. um if the best players are getting vaccinated and they they obviously know that this is this is for the greater good and they're not going to purposely try and you know harm their players because that's then that's their product lost was it hopkins that came out and said he wasn't yeah. like a vaccine he is swiftly he his name so far so, so far yeah he's he as big as name. that tweet was swiftly deleted i suspect um, that's his yeah. honest opinion, and that might have been his employer uh, saying, "Please take that down. That's not the stance oh, of his team." Like that was an agent intervention for yeah, sure. And yeah, um, yeah. the Bills seem to be having a bit of a civil war at the moment going on um, there because there's a few players who are definitely outspoken. Um, obviously, most notably Cole Beasley against the vaccine. Um, I think uh, their linebacker as well, Feliciano. Um, is is against it, but their defensive end Jerry Hughes actually is uh, vehemently for the vaccine, and has been trying to educate the guys um, to the best of his ability to actually get the vaccine. So it's interesting what's going on there. Uh, too, one thing I would like to see less of um, is, and Fionn, you mentioned it, is I would like to see less of the press pushing. Um, players at press conferences whether or not they've gotten the vaccine again that is their own medical um, records it's their own choice that they want to disclose that but if you put them in that position and if they don't want to answer a lot of the public are going to automatically assume that uh, they didn't get the vaccine so which I don't think is right and they could have easily got but they just don't want to share it you know Um, and and that's what on the media coverage side of pro-vaccine, we don't need that many big stars to step up and, and announce it. I think the those who are for the vaccine are for the vaccine and will have gotten it already. Yeah. The issue we had, like I mentioned before, is those who are outspoken against it that can sway some of those people back 
from being pro-vaccine. So uh, I don't think we need massive stars to come out and say, I am, I have been vaccinated, I am pro-vaccinated. I think that the governments both here and in the States are doing a fine job of getting the vaccines out there and getting them there for people who want them. So it's just a matter of making sure that everyone stays on track and, and we work together and maybe we can never have a conversation again about whether or not you can play football if you do or don't have a vaccine. Exactly. Uh, Jake, any last thoughts before we wrap up on this section? Yeah, I just have one quick one as well. And and if you only, we were talking about the bubble players, um, whether mm-hmm. or not the the hindrances it could be if they were vaccinated. And I was just thinking, I read today that um, vac- unvaccinated players won't be able to attend um, any in-person meetings. They all have to do it online um, or through Zoom or whatever. I think that's going to be crazy. That's going to be a big difference for players that uh, yeah. are very on the bubble, like not even kind of close, but very out there on the bubble. I think that could sway a few extra players, to be honest. By the way, lads, just right before we wrap up, uh, our viewers won't know, but I did genetics in university. I'm doing a PhD in in biochemistry. If you don't like what's in this vaccine, this vaccine is so cool. This RNA vaccine is so cool. It's like nothing else we've got before. So like, don't be worried about what's in it. That's the cool part. Go and read what's in it. Educate yourself. You'd be like, yes, give me this. There we, well there we go. There we go. There we go. It's sponsored there by uh, which <laughs> which vaccine is it now that you're being sponsored by? Pro Marty, the Pfizer. Fire. <laughs> uh, so sponsored by Pfizer, uh, but by Entech there and Fion. Well, but let's move on and uh, let's actually talk about Aaron Rodgers. Um, because it wouldn't be a week in the NFL if Aaron Rodgers' name is on top of everyone's agenda. We talked about it last week and how Aaron Rodgers turned down a mega contract back in April um, from the Green Bay Packers, but he has accepted a foided year on his current deal, meaning at the end of 2020, at the end of this upcoming season, he can be a free agent and decide where he wants to go. So it looks like he is going to be playing in Green Bay this year firstly uh, i guess congratulations to jake um drink it in i mean that metaphorically uh it's the only one you're going to be getting off me now this year don't worry about that um but it's another year that rogers has been in the news all summer he's hoodwinked people and he's ended up going back to green bay i'm just starting to think at this stage that he actually hasn't got any problems with green bay management and he just loves trolling people that wouldn't be against that man just loves getting the attention i I don't know what it is about him like everybody seems to just focus on every single word that man has but we all know like he had no leverage from the beginning to get himself out of green bay other than he said he wouldn't play but we all knew well except for dara apparently and we all knew he would play and we all knew he would play for green bay he wasn't going anywhere at all Um, don't mark me words in case it does happen in a weird way in the next couple of weeks but uh, i think well i knew for sure i just he just was going to go back he had no leverage he couldn't go anywhere his contract was still in play for two years or whatever it was he's i mean we just knew it was just media driven hype about nothing mm. really i do well boy did year is interesting though and that's what he was pushing for that suggests that okay maybe he wasn't ready to leave right now but certainly he's thinking much more strongly about moving than i thought he he was to be honest i I figured as well that he would get something sorted and that he would be in training camp this year and play for the Green Bay Packers. I wasn't expecting the little caveat at the end to say that he would become a free agent at the end of the season if he wanted to. So 
I think that's quite interesting. That'll be something we'll definitely watch. Of course, again, next offseason, yeah. the Aaron Rodgers name will be on everybody's lips. Uh, but yeah, quite... The Void Year is in 2023, I think, isn't it? And then he has okay, so he's... So I think what the change was that it gave the Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers control whether or not they, he could be traded next season or in the next offseason. But okay. he still has to... Like, he still is contracted for 2022, I believe. Yes, you're right. He is. He is going to be contract, but all indications are that he is going to. Well, not well. We definitely don't know leave, but the the interesting post between him and Devontae Adams now, um, with the last dance uh, picture uploaded at the exact same time, sort of lends to the idea. And again, you know, could could be reading too much into it. Could just be classic trolling from Rogers and Adams wants to join in that this is going to be their last year. Did you, no uh, matter did you what. The, did you see the back to Ari tweet? Yes. I, I can't believe I'm not considered close people. <laughs> <laughs> Even though you put up a picture with Aaron Rodgers like the day before of them working out together as well. Um it, it's brilliant. The, the, I think he's I think he must be uh, giving uh, the Green Bay offense a class in trolling social media because they're all doing it now at this stage and it's working. Interestingly enough, though, the, the Packers are wasting no time to sort of appease Aaron Rodgers because there are the Aaron talks with the Texans just trade for Randall Cobb. Um, obviously an ex-Packer wide receiver who uh, Aaron Rodgers had a good relationship with. So I'm guessing Aaron Rodgers gave the okay for him to go after Cobb and they are getting some more reinforcements in the wide receiver position. Do you want to get on this one? Because I know you hate when uh, quarterbacks have a say in what happens on their team. Yeah, I mean, he he pushed for it. I, it. It's no big surprise, is it really, that he got what he wanted? I mean, that was the, that was the whole thing. We, you already said he had no leverage to go anywhere. So he was just trying to kick up so much of a fuss that somebody somewhere listened to him. So uh, is Randall Cobb the answer to all his problems? I don't think so, because I think he was kind of tailing off when he originally left Green Bay, and that was maybe three seasons ago. He ended up on the Cowboys, I believe, for a while there, wasn't he? Yeah, he was, yeah. Which yeah. is, uh, of course, outside of Philadelphia, probably the second worst place to go as a wide receiver in the NFL. So uh, a great stamp on his CV. And I'm sure when Aaron Rodgers saw that he he trained with Dak Prescott, uh, he said, I have to get him back to listen to what he learned. So, uh, yeah, I mean, what do you want me to say? You already know I don't, I don't like when quarterbacks, even ones of the standard of Aaron Rodgers, get pushy and ask for teams to look like the way they want it, as opposed to the guys who are paid to make the team look like a certain way. I do think it's a funny little uh, roster sign, and obviously it is going to appease Aaron Rodgers to have someone like Randall Cobb back. But we all know who Randall Cobb is at this point in his career, so is it going to make that much of a difference when you already have Devontae Adams and, and whoever else, Alan Lazard and, and Marquez Valdez-Canton or whatever their names are? It's like yeah. you already have Randall Cobbs, but younger on the team. So what's the Well, I'll, I'll put a picture out there for anyone who wants it and say that the Green Bay Packers will not draft a first-round wide receiver next season either, by the way. I'll have to sit on that one for a bit. I won't, go as, far, I won't go as far as saying no offensive player, but I don't think they'll address that position again this season, despite Aaron Rodgers pushing and shoving and throwing his toys out. Well, if him and Adams go, I'm sure they'll have to. Oh, well, if he's gone, yeah, that changes. I yeah. mean, if he stays around to, to keep him, they won't do it. They just the won't. only way the only way they're going to stay is is 
if they win the Super Bowl, and they won't win the Super Bowl. I hope not, because this would that would really give me a lot of pleasure. Because uh, every year for the past four years, or whenever they got to the the NFC Championship round, and Connor Das was always so excited, and then <laughs> just and he's so sad and thrown his. I think yeah, the, he he could be the first uh, player ever to go to like, um, uh, five conference championships in a row and lose them all. It's hilarious, and I you love know, it. <laughs> uh, it's crazy. It's crazy that you think that they've done that for five years in a row because you never think they do, considering the amount of problems that come out of there. Um, and he still gets them to it every year. Um, Turns out having a Hall of Fame quarterback can really make it easy to get to mm-hmm. the NFC Championship, but having yeah. a well-built team around them might be a little bit better. Yeah. Of course, it's a lot easier this year with Russell gone off that cliff. <laughs> <laughs> Giants and Daniel Jones are primed for a Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, of course. Make of course. Just make the pitch. Just make the pitch 70 yards long, and Daniel Jones will have about 12 rushing touchdowns in the season. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh. good to me. <laughs> uh, look, at least they have a quarterback that can rush. If you try and get uh, Fitzpatrick to rush, you think he might break a knee. That's why um, we have I a lot of running backs. I love when Fitzmagic runs because he gets demolished every time. He does like you know the Undertaker <laughs> thing where he sits up and he goes ah. He just he's in. Uh, he's so into it. But I will hate it this season. <laughs> You'll love it to get the days that uh, you're not playing them. It'll be fine. Don't yeah. worry about it. Don't worry. I can just see Leonard Williams just absolutely killing Fitzpatrick <laughs> at least one play next year. Now saying that, uh, Chase Young is going to destroy. Uh, Daniel Jones, I think a couple of times yeah. this year for sure. And Barkley, Barkley is going to get actually. walked back into the end zone yeah. on that dodgy ACL or whatever he has. I think Andrew Thomas held Chase Young quite well in the second game of the the football team and Giants last season. Mm, I don't know. He did actually. I don't know. I think you're only saying that because he was on the all hype team last week. Yeah, he was literally on the all hype team. <laughs> I don't think he blocked anybody well. <laughs> I, I will have to look it up, but I think he did quite well. I think. Jason yeah, yeah, yeah. The second last pass blocker in the NFL definitely did a good job against Chase Young. I can actually save you the three hours of watching the tape and tell you what's on it. I won't. It's bad. I'll trust somebody else who who also agrees with my opinion. <laughs> can we get can we get someone from PFF on just to back up Jake? Oh, no. PFF hate the Giants. Yes, yeah. I know. <laughs> no, it's Sam it's. It's pro football talk. They, that's who you want to get, isn't it? They love the Giants, isn't it? Mike Florio, he loves them. But interesting note though, that we were mentioning about Chase Young. I, I don't know if you saw it during the week. The uh, Madden uh, have given their like top 10 uh, ratings for each position. Uh, they did for edge rushers. And Chase Young wasn't even in the top 10. I'll tell you why that is there, will I? Because the guy who does the ratings for Madden is a Cowboys fan. Also, was 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 Dexter Lawrence on it though? I can't remember if he was in the well, top he's a, ten. He's a nose tackle. No, he isn't. He's an edge rusher. No, he's a defensive tackle or a nose tackle, depending. Is in Chase Young's defense, he was a rookie. Like in fairness, give him a couple of seasons to get up and run. I know the Bosa brothers took it by storm, but they're one of but the. To be fair, the Bosa like uh, Nick Bosa has played the, almost the same amount of games as Chase Young. Exactly. So okay. he's still in the top ten on the pitch all the time. Then have him in a Madden game, top ten. I believe he can do some damage on a real football pitch. So that's what I'm more worried about. 
Yeah, I was sure look we'll see. Like it's always, I guess, it's a bit of something to talk about, you know, when there's a slow news day. But thankfully this isn't a slow news day, so we don't have to be talking about Madden ratings. But let's move on to Deshaun Watson because it looks like the Texans have admitted defeat in their pursuit to try and keep Watson in uh Houston uh for this coming season. They are fielding calls for his uh trade. Some reports are indicating that five high draft picks and some starting players are going to be needed to take Deshaun Watson out of Houston. And and guys, I want to ask you, though, is this a crazy uh, amount to be asking for? For a quarterback who, let's not forget now, who still has 22 lawsuits over his head for alleged sexual assault. Uh, like, if you are an NFL GM, do you take a chance and, you know, trade your team's future potentially for a guy that could start out the season on the commissioner's exempt list. I don't know there. How, how many job interviews have you gone in and asked for the exact amount that you wanted to come out with? They're obviously asking for five, for five high draft picks. In the hopes you don't know about my three. master negotiating. <laughs> it doesn't sound like it's great if you're expecting I can't even, that. I know, yeah, but I can't even say the word, let alone get what I want in the first place. <laughs> but I think five, five high draft picks is way too high for Deshaun Watson. Yes, he's an incredible player. Yes, I think he's, what, 25, 26. He's very young, very, very talented but I just couldn't give this out knowing that there's a, actually a potential for obviously the, the lawsuit to come through. I couldn't do it. Like you don't know if he could play in the NFL or he, he might not even play in the NFL. For me, as if I was a GM, I couldn't do it. Like I would, if I could, I could give in two, two high draft picks, maybe three, but I certainly wouldn't be going five. Well, I didn't hear five high draft picks, but I did hear three first rounders minimum. And I think I'm, I'm, Gonna go opposite to what you said there. I don't think the Texans did give up. I think they've just to keep them happy, they've said, Yeah, we'll trade you, we'll trade you for like 40 billion dollars and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And yeah, let's see who matches our offer. Like, I agree with Jake a little bit. He definitely has the talent, he definitely has the talent to warrant it. But and we're not going to get into whether he will or won't play because that's to do with the judicial system and and all sorts of stuff over there. We're not going to, nothing has been proven or anything. So uh, we won't talk about that too much. But yeah, I just think if you're giving up three draft picks or even five high draft picks, is it the best value you can get for that? And as good as he is, I don't think he is the best value for that amount of picks. If you look across the league, like you could convince some teams to give up a heck of an amount for three first round draft picks. So as much as, he is a great player at a very important position. I don't know if you take that chance. And I I saw the poll, obviously, that we put up. And I don't. Like, the Broncos, do they even have three first-round picks to spare? Washington, again, they're trying to build a team. And it's difficult to do that if you bankrupt yourself for one player, again, as good as he is. Uh, so, like, it's... On a list for a trade. <laughs> yeah, it's tricky to find the value, though. The value that they want matched with a team who actually needs them. It's well, the Eagles and the Dolphins are the favourites to, sort of, uh, to sort of get them because they have a lot of draft capital there so they could afford it and not decimate themselves because the Eagles well, this, have a... Well, the a Eagles can't. The Eagles can't because as soon as they gave up those draft picks, they'd have exactly one Deshaun Watson and nothing else. 
So like well, he's he have multiple first himself. rounders in the next few years. So I know they, they have the capital to them. get him. But once you get him, you can't make your team any better, and that team stinks. So you just have a really good quarterback with a terrible team around you, and no first round picks to make it any better. So there has to be that sweet spot right in the middle where you have the draft picks and you're this close to being exactly the way you want your team to be because I just think the Eagles are too bad to have Deshaun Watson, if that makes sense. I think that's the Dolphins because they can use like one of their high draft picks would be Tua because you don't need to if you're getting Deshaun. And -hmm. then you you still have, I don't know how many, they must have five draft first rounds in the next three years or something like they that. They do have a lot. And like you were saying, Tua is a, is a starting caliber player they can send, but then they can also send cornerback Xavier Howard because he's in a contract dispute with the team at the moment as well. So that's another player that can help get rid of. And I mentioned it when we made the poll, but I know it's a little out of blue and I think that um, they would be giving up a lot for it, but the Saints, I don't, I think, should be exploring this deal if they can. Um, I know that I know that they would be giving up all of their draft capital because they don't have any extra drafts coming up. But if you want your QB for the next ten years, um, so you're not messing around with the likes of a Jameis Winston and a Taysom Hill, you send even send them Winston in return so that they have someone at least for next year. Um, give them hell, even give look, give them Michael Thomas if you want. I know he's out for the first part of the year, but hell, give them Michael Thomas. It, you know, Michael Thomas, it, my, in, I don't think we're going to see another year like two years ago of Michael Thomas again. Um, so I think trade it, cash in when his value is at its highest. Obviously, it's not at the moment, but I don't think it's going to get any higher. And then, you know, send a few picks that way. And, you know, what's there are other players that you still have Alvin Kamara there as well in, in the offense that'll help. And, you know, I think that's that's who I would go for personally. I, I think if I was the Saints, I would look at it. I don't know if the Saints would do that, though. Like, when's Deshaun, like, can they afford him? Like, other than draft capital with contract. There's always ways of working around that contract. Well, we know There's the Saints always are ways. that can yeah. do that, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, they... I just don't see it. I think they fly with James Winston this year. They're not getting rid of Taysom Hill. And then they see they get a quarterback next year. I'd say that's what they do. I can't see them winning many games, at least in the first, whatever, four, six games, because I think Michael Thomas is out for six weeks-ish, six to eight weeks. So I don't see yeah, I think it's four months games. he's out for. I thought I, I thought I seen 12 weeks and that led him into week eight or something like that. I can't remember. Okay. But either way, I can't see them winning too many games without him because they don't. I don't think they have an ex- like. Mm-hmm. And weapons there mm-hmm. other than Alvin Kamara then um, I don't yeah. I don't remember obviously the Saints made that massive trade right for Ricky Williams way back in the day wasn't it or did they draft them well, I think they made a trade from but other than that in recent years they haven't really gone out and done blockbuster deals for free agents or trades uh, so I think they'll be they're quite conservative I think they'll actually be quite interested to see what they have in Jameis Winston at quarterback yeah, because too. If you could coach some of the bad aspects out of him, he definitely has enough on offense. And I reckon that fits the Saints better to try and grow their own players than go out and get a Deshaun Watson when you don't know what Deshaun Watson you're going to get in the building. It helps when you can have Jameis Winston just dump it right to Alvin Kamara and let him get 89 yards in a single play. So that helps. It will kill you when Jameis Winston then throws an interception at the 11-yard line. So we'll have to obviously see how that goes for them. Well, I mean, his last appearance, didn't it go one for one for one? Yeah. For a reception and a touchdown? Yeah, like a a flea flea flicker pass, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean... 
So it's not every time he throws the football he gets an intercepted. It's just a large percentage. It's just most of the time. <laughs> it's 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 the volume throws. It's more than one throw a game. That's when the interception rate starts. You gotta keep to go his away. numbers low. I agree with you. Yeah. Hand it off to Kamara. Yeah, Perfect. there you go. Bring back the Hit. wishbone. <laughs> just keep I mean, the two running dude. Backs. He can run over some people. Yeah. Yeah, he is actually. Uh, but look, we'll see what happens uh, in the future with that interesting stat that I saw uh, when we were uh, when I was reading about Michael Thomas and his injury. You know, we didn't even score a touchdown last season. Yeah, I think he was, he was injured, injured for a lot of last season as well. Wasn't he, he? he missed. He, he missed. missed it. Ended to be injured or really yeah. injured. I think he, he, he missed the opening, played a couple yeah. middle games, and then missed the end. Like I think it was. I think he missed like, towards oh. the end. He missed a good chunk towards the end, but I think he came in at the end, and then he played in the playoff games as well. Oh, um, I do remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, he he didn't have a, a touchdown at all last year. Considering the year before, he had the most receptions in a single season by anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, it's big. been a big it's been a big fall for for my um, case for putting him on our all hype team. Well, that's <laughs> it because he signed his mess, massive contract and then that was it. Yeah, Just this gone. is it, guys. Put him on the all hype if you get injured, though. I feel that's bad. yeah, that's the tricky part. That's it. We'll call the uh, the cliff the Michael Thomas cliff now from yeah. now on if we want. Um, Saquon, Russell Wilson, up Saquon for the all hype. So let's move on to actually our final piece of news uh, today, and it's uh, concerning another player and his. Um, well, you could say wanting to leave, but he's he's not as uh, he's not as vehement uh, in his want to leave the team. That's Chandler Jones. He is uh, unhappy with his contract situation with the Cardinals. He's heading into his last year, and he's asked the team to either give him a new contract or trade him away, which is definitely a big blow to the Cardinals, who, who I'm sure were uh, planning for him to be in the team, to be a part of that rushing of uh, pass rushing off uh, tandem with JJ Watt coming into the year. Um, guys, what do you think? I'll start with, with you, Fionn. Um He is not happy. Uh, he wants his new contract. Do you give him the new contract and you maybe explore trade partners? I don't know. I think it's tricky. I think he's a classic case of lads getting itchy trigger fingers when they see that low money contract tick down to one year left and they're like, okay, just start me on my new money now. I want to get my new money now. Uh, and I think the, the Cardinals are doing what a, a business would do and just make him play out his contract as they see it. They've they see it as having two years left to negotiate his contract this year and the one he still has on his contract. So uh, I don't expect them to trade him either because he's quite a big piece of that of that Cardinals team. And while he's underperformed at times, they've stuck with him and they feel like they can get him humming. And he has shown flashes of absolutely amazing power at that outside position. So I think they'll be keen in keeping him. Will he get what he wants though? I'm not so sure. I think next year... They might throw on a few apology dollars onto his contract, say, sorry, we didn't get it done last year. This looks a little bit nicer than what you were hoping for. Will you stick around? And I think you'd be happy to do that. Because again, the teams want to protect themselves. This is a a, a high uh, attrition position. We've seen it with Bosa. You already mentioned he doesn't play a whole lot of games. So uh, you don't want to pay your big star only for him to go down injured and, and miss either a whole season or even multiple seasons. So I think they'll... They'll play the the waiting game, the conservative game, and they'll make him sit it through his contract. They won't take any talks unless they get something amazing offered 
uh, and they'll pay him next year like like they already plan to do. I think he, 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 you mentioned the itchy trigger finger for this like new bag phrase, but it's it's got to be hard watching like Buddha Baker become the highest paid safety and then DeAndre Hopkins getting a huge, massive deal. Like it has to be hard to see players like that get it. Now, whether or not he gets his deal, I don't think so. Uh, I don't think he gets it this season anyway. Um, I don't think he's getting traded. He's going to play out the season, I reckon. But um, I, I, I said that we, we might not be seeing the tandem of J.J. Watt and Chandler Jones because I had assumed J.J. Watt would just be injured. But now we might not even <laughs> see Chandler Jones on the field at the same time yeah. as anyone. Yeah. So who knows? Um, obviously, Chandler Jones, two-time All-Pro, two-time Pro Bowl, like he, he deserves to be paid. But I don't know what the what's the, the salary cap for the, the Cardinals. It does seem like they're at a Super Bowl, not Super Bowl ready, but this is probably the closest they're going to be given, yeah. given Kyler, given Cliff. If they don't perform well this year, like who knows where we're at as a Cardinals fan next season. Well, this is it with uh, with Kyler still on his rookie deal as well. This is the time to give those sort of aging stars their, their big pay deal so they can, you know, while they can afford to pay him. But it's interesting because another pass rusher um, for the Cardinals left in the offseason because they, they wouldn't give him a new contract. And that was Hassan Reddick who... For all who was, I think, their sack leader last year, he had a fantastic year last year. He ended up going to Carolina in free agency. So it seems as though whatever money they're spending on what is uh, all the money they want to spend in the pass rushing department. And I don't think they want to spend any more, which could be interesting. Now, it could be totally wrong, and we could see now next week that he is given a new contract and he is going to stay there. He is a player that, like JJ Watt, is has battled a few injuries in the last couple of years too. So that will obviously determine the price that he goes for too. He so, a bicep as well, didn't he last season? Was it a bicep? Yeah, I, I thought yeah, it was a heel like injury. A or was it percentage for a bicep? Yeah. I think I read. Um, obviously, coming back from that injury might affect his value as well. Mm-hmm. Totally, one hundred percent. So it's got be in his best interest to play out the year if he wants to get a bigger bag. I mean, these contracts keep going up every year. So every year you wait, you let the market reset and you go and you you break it the next season. So especially if yeah. you're at that Pro Bowl level, like you mentioned, Jake, he, he can certainly make a case to earn significantly more money than he's on now. So, yeah, I, I don't think he'd be too upset once his agent calms him down a little bit. I believe I believe Chandler Jones can be a bit difficult to get along with sometimes. I've, I've heard that he's a, a, a little tricky customer, so... I'm not surprised he's getting a bit antsy and and causing a few problems for his his agent and for his employers. Speaking of which, actually, um, I mentioned last week that I'm re-watching the old uh, All or Nothing series on on Amazon, and I'm currently in the middle of the the Cowboys season. And speaking of people who are animated and difficult to get on with, there's Bryant. <laughs> oh God, having fights I'm with people. Ready to- I'm always ready to dump on the Cowboys. Oh, God. Give it, uh, giving out to people at training, it, like headbutting his own teammates, even though the cameras are there, you know, like, and he's, he's probably holding back because the cameras are there. Imagine if they weren't there and um, what would be going on. Also, I have to mention as well, I don't know if this was strategically done by the all or nothing production team or the editing team, but I could not listen to... Um, coach gareth any more than five minutes his constant like you know okay let's go guys let's go guys let's go guys yeah yeah, yeah let's get this let's get <laughs> yeah, but it's not just the clapper it's the fact that he repeats everything 
everything he has to repeat and say it twice. It's just, I'm sure they heard you the first time, guy. Come on. That's just uh, like, come on. This is where we win. This is where we win. You know, this is where we lost. No, this was where we lost. That coach speak just seems to come naturally. I think when you go for an interview as a coach, they don't even ask you what your plan is to do with the team. They just ask you generic interview or media questions yeah. to see if you can answer them as impartial without giving any information away as possible. Yeah. And they're and he, two hours long because every answer is said twice. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and just, it, yeah, and he's... he's like the way he motivates a team, just I, I could not, I could not be motivated to, you know, go out and beat whoever we're facing that week with, with Gary because he never goes at his players either when they need it. He always just takes all the blame on himself and stuff. And and Jake, know I know you're loving all this because obviously he's your <laughs> offensive coordinator at the moment, but you know, it's just it's it's so it's so tough to watch in terms of just like hey, this guy was coached Cowboys for how many years. Now you know, Dara, why the Giants were 31st in scoring last season. Or 32nd. <laughs> it could be 32nd. I don't know. Yeah. The play, the, it's twice as long to get the plays out because he's saying twice as well. You know? Uh, but I think uh, I think actually that's going to be the perfect place to end the show this week. Um, before we go, guys, if you haven't already, please uh, follow us on Twitter, at UndercenterPod. We're the same on, on Instagram, too, at UndercenterPod. Uh, if you are watching us on YouTube, make sure you hit that like button. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so you'll be uh, kept in the loop for all of our other live shows there, too. If you'd rather watch us on Twitch, go to twitch.tv uh, forward slash under center pods uh guys uh it's a bit of a different show this week but nonetheless enjoyed it very much thank you thanks a lot man and that is all the time we have for this week we'll be back again with another show next week where we'll actually be talking about our all hype defenses uh so we will uh, definitely be having a look at some of the defensive players that have failed to live up to the hype for the last couple of years but until then stay safe 